All right, here we go. In five, four, three, two. Everything I do turns into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. All right. Well, it's December 20th. Welcome to Lightning Rounds, a podcast about culture, life, and yes, sometimes the Bible. That's mostly about the Bible. But what makes this podcast rad is you, the listener. Guys, you get the chance to ask us honest questions and you get back honest answers and responses. We do our best to not lie to you. So uh, today is a very special time of year and it's a very special time. That's uh, a, a very special episode, if you will. Um, because, yes, it is football season. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, man. All just the, a, a magical All the Texans time. rejoiced. <laughs> Shot their pistolas. It's a magical time. Between that yeah. and remembering the Alamo, uh, uh, you just made a bunch oh. of people happy. <laughs> <laughs> it is the most wonderful time of the year because... Um, Football season is just really short, and it, it's only on TV for so long, and then it's off, and then we got to watch stupid basketball again. And I just can't do it. I can't watch it. So, may all the angels rejoice with us as football season is continuing on. But it is. There is another special season. It's one that Hollow rejoices in as well. Amen. It's the time where Christmas lights are going up. It's December. It's Christmas time. It's Christmas time, guys. How has your Christmas time been? So you could far? say Christmas time is here. Happiness. Oh, uh, you could. And cheer. <laughs> Fun for all. Did you? No. Did you write that? <laughs> Sorry, like, Andrew doesn't listen to anything my, my Christmas. Kid, my wow, kids, my kids watch Charlie Brown every single day this this year. The Christmas time Christmas <laughs> Charlie Brown special. <clears throat> oh man, I've been at Knott's Berry Farm like three or four times Ooh. this month. And I'm like the funnel cake of the month. It's what is it? Funnel cake of the month. It was I don't know. We actually haven't had one yet. It is German chocolate. Ooh, Ooh. I almost got it the other day. I was just trying to remember. Yes. Or was it German chocolate? German Neumann <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> GNC. GNC baby. It's healthy. Hit me with the GNC. Yeah, scan that season pass. <laughs> Yeah, I got the food pass. That's good, dude. Me too. That's a cheap alternative to uh, Disneyland, huh? And they got the Peanuts cast there. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, Mickey's not saved. Charlie Brown is. (laughs) They do. Hey, they preach the gospel at all the shows. They have Linus do the Luke 2 Jesus thing, you know, like, for unto us. I was at Knott's Scary Farm once, and this guy was like, you need Jesus. Maybe not all the shows. Linus came out during one of the mazes. (laughs) His head was chopped off, but he preached the gospel. (laughs) Yeah, Nuts is the most polar opposite. I know. Wow. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. (laughs) This is what Halloween is all about.
Yeah, well, hey, my, well, my Christmas has been great. To answer your first question you asked us, Andrew, my oh, Christmas yeah. has been grand. Um, yeah, it's just been, it's just been good. Got to see Hall and Grace come out here for a week, which was <laughs> awesome. <clears throat> they got so tired of us that they uh, ended up getting their own room at the end. <laughs> You're here. You're here. It was good. It was a great. It was we. No, we had a we had a blast. Um, yeah. This and this whole month has been awesome. It's my favorite, favorite time. Favorite time. Yeah. So got lights up on the house. Real Christmas tree. Had a lizard in one of our Christmas trees that we almost got, but um, (laughs) that would have been. It would have been so like a Christmas vacation influence. type thing. <laughs> <laughs> what is that sound? <laughs> it's the Texas version. Uh, it's a, yeah. It's a lizard. Of yeah. It's, it's actually an armadillo. Yeah. <laughs> it's rattler. Uh, oh, jeez. It just scares me. That's why I don't want to go. I want to come see you so bad, but I have this fear that if I step off the plane, I'm going to step right onto a rattlesnake. I'm yeah, you there. probably will. I would. They I would. hate redheads. They hate redheads. I know. We have rattlesnakes here, though, too. We hate them. We hate them. <laughs> I'll let you. I'll let you have that fear, though. Thanks. That's. I'm glad you like Christmas, Zach. That's great. Some people don't. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I live next to a Grinch. It's true. Oh my wife. My wife. <laughs> my wife. Wife said I need to clarify that for those who are new to the podcast, or maybe you just didn't catch it. Andrew's my neighbor. Oh yeah. I'm the neighbor. Because we're always like, that's stupid neighbor. <laughs> she's like, it really sounds like you're a horrible person if you don't get the joke. So anyways. Okay. All right. Just want to clarify that. Put on record. Yeah. So the Grinch is Andrew. <laughs> it's me, dude. Andrew, what it's do you have against Christmas? It's just, it's just, there's so much stuff everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> It's everywhere. There's stuff everywhere. There's people everywhere. And you just the, the everyday run of the mill things you still have to do. It's just now pack a bunch of stuff everywhere and people, more people. And it's just it kind of drives me a little crazy sometimes. Yeah. No, everyone just turns into an idiot too this time of year. I don't know why. Just kidding. <laughs> like we none of us agree. <laughs> quiet, we, all, like, we all think that you're the idiot. That's why <laughs> <laughs> there was no that's good, Andrew. Yeah, like, that's yeah, right, right, man. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I felt like we were on live TV and I was like looking for the producer. <laughs> what that? do I say? That's a commercial. <laughs> and now to our sponsors. <laughs> Holes. Is that how you feel about your listeners? <laughs> No, anyway. No, I just have had a case of the humbugs every every so often. Mm. And we're going to talk about that today. But Not well, only is Andrew... Yeah, hopefully today redeems that for you. Yeah. We'll I mean, try. it's a little late. We'll try. In the, hey, in the month. If but... Scrooge changed in one night, wow. so can you. <laughs> a miracle oh. on 34th Street. A miracle okay. on Palisades Day. What's your street? Maybe we shouldn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> what's your, what's your address again <laughs> and uh, social <laughs> mother's maiden name <laughs> well before before we move into our segment mini segment here what is your favorite Christmas movie hmm. I think I have two 
that's fine. We'll accept that. I think classic. I have to say, it's a wonderful life. I grew up on it. Mm-hmm. It's like the it is the Christmas movie. Makes yeah. me cry every time. But I think favorite that I can watch over and over again is just Christmas Vacation. Nice. It makes me laugh every time. Like I know what's mm-hmm. coming, and it doesn't matter. You just laugh. I think you laugh harder. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. It's because you know it's coming. Yeah. Okay, second question. What Christmas movie do you absolutely hate? Home Alone 3. <laughs> That's my wife's favorite. Home Alone. It was almost a deal breaker when we first started dating. Because she didn't do Christmas. She's like, oh, but I, but I watched Home Alone 3. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. What? That's my, that one went straight to VHS. <laughs> yeah, that one. I made my family disappear. Uh, yeah, I don't even know. But if you I know what? Sat through that one fully. We gave it a second. I gave it a second chance, and it's my third favorite Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, because it's the third. yeah. Well, there's like five. Okay. I think well, actually, now. there might be more now. Yeah, yeah. There are Disney Plus. But yeah, uh, Zach, what about you? Oh man, favorite, least favorite. Favorite. I mean, you, you said Christmas Vacation. That's easily one of one of my top three. Um, so I'll go a different route. Um, I mean, a classic in my house was Jingle All the Way. Mm. Oh, these cookies! Put that cookie down now! Oh yeah, we just and watched we can... that one last night too. And and la- I think it was right, I think it was before we moved out here. Hollow, you bought me the Turbo Man doll. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, so he's nestled safely under our tree. <laughs> <laughs> Got him Mine's months right ago on the shelf. <laughs> Got him months ago. <laughs> I got mine for Johnny months ago. It's nestled safely under our tree. There's just so many good one-liners in that one. That just, uh, I mean, you you throw Sinbad in there. Yeah. Oh, he was great in that movie. Sick world we live in. Sick world. Sick world. I'm going to dig your holes, bub. Yeah. (laughs) Little buddy. Yeah, that was always my favorite when he punches him. He just goes flying across. Uh, yeah, my son quotes that movie. Some of his first words were Turbo Man quotes. Really? <laughs> yeah. Stop now he, that. when we wrestle, he goes ta ta Turbo Man, and then he punches me, <laughs> and he goes, "I got a bigger brain." <laughs> uh, good stuff. He got two. You got two. He got two. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I feel like hey, I could be. Girl. I feel like if we if we recreated our, if we created that movie, Hollow, you could be Arnold. I would be Sinbad. I think Andrew would be Booster. He would. Uh... <laughs> Nobody likes you, Booster, because you're red and he's kind of like a red haired saber tooth. Nobody wants it's you. True. Yeah, no one likes you, Booster. <laughs> so that I would say Jing all the way. So Jing all the way has definitely been a, a favorite of mine for many years. Yeah, um, and. Least favorite Christmas movie. I might get some hate on this one, but The Polar Express. Mm. I really just... It freaked me out when I was little. I don't know if it was the animation or the fact that... The eyes. Like, Tom Hanks plays, like, all of the characters in that movie. (laughs) He voices them all. Um, I liked the book growing up, but the movie... Yeah, not not my favorite. That's okay. We'll allow it. Yeah. We'll allow it. Okay. You got good reasoning. No, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. So, my favorite Christmas movie 
is I'm gonna have to go White Christmas. Mm. It's a classic. Bing Crosby. It, yeah. <laughs> Warms the cockles of my cold dead heart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like that one. Second only, or, or coming in a very close second is Die Hard. Because okay, mm. that's a Christmas mm. movie. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna go out there and say it. Okay, I don't care what you say. And, and I'm gonna tell you why. Least favorite. Okay. Least, least favorite. Least favorite. My least favorite Christmas movie currently. The Chosen. The Chosen Christmas <laughs> special. <laughs> what is it? Elf. No wow. way. I can't stand it anymore. It's just too. It's been done I've, i think i've seen it just overplayed every, it's been overplayed i just did you enjoy it, it the first time you saw it first time it was great i laughed i cried it was just all the emotions but now when i just see the cover i'm irritated already and i'm just like wow. yeah wow well, yeah, it's been 20 sorry. years since it came out right they celebrated the 20th anniversary 20 year? years yeah 20 yeah. years ago so yeah, I, yeah I it's been should. overplayed. Yeah, surely. Is it a Disney movie? Because then we should put it in the vault it's and uh, leave it there. It's probably one of the most recent, <laughs> like greatest Christmas movies. Like became an instant classic. Like I can't think of a more recent yeah. movie that is like a Christmas classic. What about I'll Be Home for Christmas with Jonathan Taylor Thomas? But that's not oh, nineties. That's, <laughs> that that's a good that, one. That's a great Jonathan one. Taylor Thomas, Jessica Biel. Yeah, it was a great one. Other people, other yeah. people. What, what about, about Snowbodies? Snowbodies two, <laughs> Snowbodies three and four, Frosty Paws. <laughs> what about classics. Daddy's Home two? <laughs> <laughs> also a classic Christmas. That one's great. <laughs> oh man, that was okay. good. Thanks, guys, for answering those questions. Uh, we are now going to move into our segment of the day our actual segment and today's segment is going to be interesting so i need you to put your your thinking caps on and let's imagine for a moment that you feel impressed upon you by the Spirit of God to buy Christmas gifts for the church staff that you're a part of. Okay? That you're what a part of or the church them? that you're attending? Let's just say you're... Let's just say just church staff. Simple... Let's, just say tr- let's just say church staff. Cause... Okay, just church staff. Just church staff. Yeah. Whether you're a part of the staff or not a part of the yeah. staff? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're just... You're a nebulous kind of floating disjointed part of the body mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> let's imagine okay that you have to buy christmas presents you just feel impressed by by the spirit of god like i have to do this and i want to do this because it's a joy to serve the lord so <laughs> what are you buying them and our categories are senior pastor assistant pastor worship pastor youth pastor Children's director and custodian. Who this is like a great segment. Okay. <laughs> can I just kind of lay some ground rules for this segment? Yes. Yes. Go ahead. These are these these are these are 
we're not being serious with these, right? No. There's a, there's serious. a there's a subtle sense of truth underneath every one of these gifts. Yes. But you but just so no one gets fired because I know that two of us technically still work at a church <laughs> <laughs> or you don't receive these gifts in your box. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, these are okay. meant to be fun. Fun yeah, this and is playful. Great. This is great. This is great. None of this is actually serious like we seriously do this. All right. This is just a fun exercise. All right, who would like to go first? Zach was pumped and ready. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a camouflage shirt on. Yeah, he's ready. just a floating head right now. <laughs> we'll start off with senior pastor. What are we getting our senior pastor? Okay. okay. Our head, our lead, our teaching, our shepherd. Senor. Al Pastor, if you if you would. Pastor. <laughs> okay. Well, what I'm what I'm getting my senior pastor is a subscription to the Jelly of the Month Club <laughs> because it's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> so that's the gift that I'll give. <laughs> I like it. Oh, that's good. I like that. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> it's thoughtful. Yeah, it's sweet. The gift that keeps on giving, Clark. <laughs> Jelly of the Month Club. <laughs> I like it. Oh, well, that's better what I was going to get. Well, what'd you get? Uh, I found this t-shirt on Amazon, mm-hmm. and it says, The Sermonator. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. It has, like, the same font as the Terminator movie. Mm. Yeah. It's also climate pledge friendly, so, you know. Oh, hey. For that progressive pastor who's... Mm. You can go both ways. You can... Yeah, yeah. So the sermonator—that's what I'm going for, senior pastor. Well, I found a mug, but it says, "Behind every great pastor is an awesome congregation," and then it has nutrition facts on the back. <laughs> this is my favorite part: hardworking, one thousand percent; passion, eight hundred percent; compassion, one hundred percent; love, one hundred and ten percent; giving, two hundred percent. Faith, 1,000%. Oh, nice. And I just, I like the nutrition facts. <laughs> just made good. me happy. That's good. And there's just this picture of this man with a beard who looks very pastorally carrying this mug around. <laughs> so that that's it. And it's on sale right now. It's, it's only, it's 8% off. <laughs> 8, 8%. 8%. That's good. I like how. So that's it. I like how his compassion was way down. Your compassion was down. Well, when you um, start with a thousand, I mean, <laughs> and then you go down to a hundred, you set the bar Is way he too loyal? High. Yes. Is he loving? <laughs> okay. So next on our list is assistant pastor. This is what I'm getting. This is what I'm getting our assistant pastor. I'm getting our assistant pastor a chance to teach the main service. <laughs> I'm giving him for Christmas. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that was really good. Let him know he's appreciated. Oh, man. Yeah. Here's to you, Dad. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's great. As I pour myself yeah. another cup of coffee right here, you guys can listen to it. You switched cups. Right on. Um, okay. So I'm getting the assistant pastor. I found these embroidered towels. Um, it they're black with gold writing, and it says in very bold font, "It says Man of God." 
on the towel. And I was thinking he probably would need those after unclogging a toilet with his bare hands. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he would need something to remind him of, you know, what he's doing and why, and why am I doing this as he's washing his hands? He's like, Oh, that's right. And as he's wiping the, the, as he's grabbing the, the turd out of the urinal. <laughs> exactly. Is that what you're one saying? Of those, one of those children's ministry kids. Oh, jeez. Yep. Just a reminder, like, okay, I, I am special. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm getting. That's good. Mine, mine kind of goes with that. It's, uh, do you remember Max Licato? <laughs> yeah. This is a book entitled, You Are Special. It's a story to remind people that God loves us just the way we are. Hey, you might be the assistant to the assistant regional manager, but <laughs> you matter. Oh, uh, yeah. Big thanks to all the associate pastors doing all the hard work out there. <laughs> oh, man. It's a little too close to home, you know? <laughs> all right. All right. We're moving Zach. on. Yep. Next up is the uh, worship pastor. <laughs> <laughs> Tell this us what good. you want. This is good. <laughs> I love how different all of our presents are. Okay. This is what I'm getting my worship pastor. All right. <laughs> I'm AKA. getting him a, uh, what? Self, a self gift. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting him. Uh, it's, it's, it's an either or, or a both and. Okay. <laughs> a subscription to Theosu. All right. Cause let's be real. <laughs> Worship leaders don't know theology. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, either that or voice lessons. That's what I'm giving. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of our church being on worship fails. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a gift oh, I give to man. myself too as well okay just just for, just for work yeah that's great okay uh, I'm getting my worship pastor a box of keys and with a note that says now that you have a key sing in one <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good uh, wow just kidding I just made that up because I didn't actually have one. That's good. Worship. Oh, that's, that's good. Dude, you that's need good. to make that. I like it. You, it. I'm seeing that we're like, we, we feel pity for the assistant pastor, but we really hate the worship pastor. <laughs> that's what I'm getting the sense so far. Let's see if Hollow rounds it out. I'm just going to say, and then, no, this is actually, I think this is a gift too. A gift? A gift? <laughs> this is a special gift for you. Oscar? Pastor? <laughs> I would say rhythm lessons for the congregation. Oh, 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 yeah. Come on. Yeah. Dude. For those clappers, mm. <laughs> let's just, you know what? Moment of the silence. Bible, the Bible is, is a very orderly book. Oh, can I change mine? You could change yours. Okay. I just recently saw this thing called toe tambourines. <laughs> so I'm getting the worship pastor to two sets of toe tambourines yeah so he can go rambo on that tambo yeah come, come on, on stomp those devils <laughs> so when he stomps the gates of hell they can hear it they know <laughs> they hear it. it's coming. that's what they wore to go into the holy of holies <laughs> toe, tambourine. toe tambo is that the intro to i jingling. can feel it <laughs> i can only imagine <laughs> oh that's good that's good oh uh number four uh, is the youth pastor. What are you getting the youth pastor? All right. <clears throat> this is what I'm giving my youth pastor for uh, 
for Christmas. This is something that he doesn't often get, okay? Something that he does not often receive. And that's respect. Okay? That's what I'm Christmas. They're treated so often without uh I'll just leave it at that. I'll just leave it at that. Just leave it at that. Respect. Oh, amen. Respect. Oh, that's good. <laughs> amen. Oh man, oh, I'm crying. That was bit. too good. I feel like okay, that should yeah. be. <laughs> We're moving on. We just move. That's so good. Respect. <laughs> yeah. So when are you going to become a real pastor? pastor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of those moments. Like, hey, you're you're the pastor. I'm like, no, I'm just the youth guy. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, what you tell but don't you teach every week? <laughs> yeah, but. I'm just the youth guy. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm getting. My youth guy. Pastor. Guy. Uh, I'm getting my youth pastor a set of commentaries with a note that says, this may help. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Maybe delete yeah, his TikTok yeah. account too while you're at it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Number five. Number five is the children's director. Children's what do you get director. a children's director? <laughs> Okay. You guys ready for this one? This is what I'm getting my children's director. I'm giving him a paycheck, okay? <laughs> That's what I'm giving him for Christmas. It's like that video. You guys are getting paid for this? <laughs> He's the only guy that's not getting paid for this. <laughs> so many volunteered hours. Uh, taking care of others. Is there anything worse than taking other care of other people's kids? Not your own? Like, come on. So. Oh my gosh! Don't do that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> home. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Hold on. I just had a, a moment where I just transported out of my body. Oh. <laughs> okay. No, I love kids. They're super fun. Um, <laughs> I'm getting him. Which is why I prefaced this with it's a joke. Okay, these are all jokes. I don't hate children. <laughs> it's a joke. Just Wait. funny gifts. Okay. Children's director, I'm getting him a set. I'm getting him. <laughs> I'm giving them a month sabbatical. There you go. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. <laughs> just a month sabbatical. <laughs> just, just time off. Just, just disappear. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's it. I would say I'm changing my answer again. But after living next to a children's director for a while, I would say a, a sports cup. <laughs> every Sunday you come home, man, this kid just ran up to hug me and, ugh. oh man, I think it's part. It should be part of the like the uniform, the uniform, not only the collar, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just helpful. Oh man, yeah, yeah, they're right at Good that level. Parent, they're right at that level. Yeah, they just yeah. You know what's weird is my okay. So my daughter's in a big children's ministry, and if the kids don't know I have a daughter, like they don't know this is my kid, so she always runs up and tries to give me kisses, and I'm like, "Hey, I can't give you kisses right now because it looks like I'm kissing one of the kids in children's ministry." <laughs> so I'm like, "No, no, no, not right now." Like we, oh, <laughs> she like won't stop. She's persistent, so she like yeah. looks up at me and goes. <laughs> like, oh, stop she me. looks like you not at all not at all <laughs> shouted my daughter <laughs> oh my child here she is uh huzzah Kisses all okay last but certainly not least probably should have done this guy first or lady 
Um, <laughs> church custodian. Mm. The church uh, building manager. Tables and chairs. Groundskeeper. Yep. All right. Well, for this one, I am giving my church custodian. Get ready for this one. This one's big. This is probably the biggest of all of them. Dang I am it. giving him a statue of himself <laughs> in the church, in the church foyer, as a monument dedicated to his service. <laughs> so he gets his own statue in the church foyer. Oh, oh. oh man. I like it. I like it too. I could see it now. I can't think of who the church custodian is, though. I'm pretty sure the church custodian at my church is the assistant pastor. <laughs> <laughs> there he is with his man of God towels. It's a twofer. <laughs> okay. I'm getting him uh, a KKM back brace with lower pain, back pain, immediate relief <laughs> from. <laughs> From back hot and herniated discs, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, and he's gonna get for a whole month uh, at the coffee cart a latte named after him. Mm. Mm. That's good. That's a good. It's the gift that keeps on giving. That's a good one. Or her, yeah. yeah. Or her. I don't want to exclude anybody. I'm just gonna say keyless entry to all doors. <laughs> He already has that. What church do you go to? Keyless the custodian. Entry? The custodian always had like seventy-five keys on his hip. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I get what you're saying now. Okay, yeah, I, I like I what you're saying. You can some, always some you keyless always kind of know where they are. Yeah, okay. So, so you, you can run away. <laughs> like, oh, shoot! I just dropped this, but I can hear him coming. Run! That's oh good. man, that was good, man. Let's hey, give I, you... I got one. I have one more. Um, as I was as I was listing out the gifts, there's one more gift I wanted to give to a, a staff member here. Okay. Okay. That's our that's our AV technicians. Mm, you know, oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah. AV AV, we haven't forgotten about you guys. And yeah. uh, I just this is a little surprise gift. I just gave you a brand new pack of Black Hanes T-shirts. So you don't have to wear <laughs> those same black shirts you wear all the time. This is a brand new five pack. Some new black T-shirts. Fitted. Yeah. Uh, uh -huh. Slim, yeah, sure. Wow. <laughs> and for our art directors, a Canva subscription for one year. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Stop it. Because you are not a graphic designer. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, oh, man. I feel like this segment could go on and on. Here we go yeah. to a very dark place. And you are people in the front of <laughs> May the Lord be with you. <laughs> to the secretary. <laughs> To the secretaries. <laughs> uh, oh, that was good. That was good. Well, that leads us now to our discussion question for the day. And our question comes from a listener in Tehachapi, New Mexico. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh Sheboygan. Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Sheboy. Sheboygan. Sheboygan. All right. This question comes from a listener in um, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Nice. And it reads, you guys are always so full of Christmas cheer. <laughs> Do you have a cure? <laughs> I'm making this up. Do you have a cure for the humbugs? 
We're deep into the Christmas season, right? It's December 20th. We're five days from Christmas. Oh, man. We're a thousand leagues under the sea kind of deep, all right? Mm. That's that's how deep. And odds are, if you were like me, you've come down with a case of the humbugs once or twice, maybe. Yeah. No? Okay. <laughs> Perhaps you've even thought of uh, vandalizing your neighbor's grazing reindeer display. Mm. You know, the robotic ones that move their heads up and down. It all makes sense. I just want to rip them out of the ground and throw them <laughs> on the roof. Well, today's question is for you. Um, and, you know, as we thought, of, as I thought about it and, and uh, considered it, Christmas has a way of creating a hyper reality, right? The promise of a reality that's not actually real life. You know, we always talk about, you, there's this picture of all of us coming together, whether you have family issues or not, you're like, it's all going to be resolved at Christmas. Like we're all going to get along. Um, the Norman Rockwell painting. Just, yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's all going to kind of end. There will be peace on that day um, and things like that. So the fact of the matter is we're all creatures of anticipation. So hmm. it's our default setting to anticipate great days ahead uh, or to get through this hard time to better days. Um, so there is this anticipation in our lives already, but this season is built around anticipation and it's building towards something. And, and there's anticipation of hope and peace gather, uh, gathering with loved ones in perfect harmony with pure joy and tranquility. Like our kids will be well-behaved. No one's going to have a meltdown because it's Christmas. Um, there's a feel or a, uh, quote unquote vibe to this season hate that word that we love right there's a vibe to the season that we love hence the decorating right the decorating is being pushed back even further i have a neighbor who decorated right after halloween it's incredibly <laughs> annoying um you know the christmas cups at starbucks are coming out earlier and earlier yeah um yeah. it's just like everything's getting pushed back and there's a reason right um it's because it's building. There's this anticipation of what is to come. And we want to get to that moment where there's peace and tranquility. And um, so today we want to discuss Advent a little bit and see how this can anchor our anticipation into the bedrock of our longing for hope and peace and joy and love. So Advent um, is simply, it's the run up to Christmas, right? It's the run up to Christmas Day. And so we're going to look at, I was going to ask our resident Advent theologian mm. who uh, lives for this the stuff. Sultan, the Sultan. The Sultan of Advent. <laughs> the Sultan of Swat. <laughs> the Colossus of Cloud when it comes to Advent. Uh, so Zach, I'm going to ask Zach to talk a little bit about it. Uh, and then we'll um, discuss the four parts of it. Yeah. Well, First off, did you like write that on your blog or something? Because that was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> like listening to you read that, I'm like, geez. Or was that from, uh, was that Better Homes? Better Homes Magazine? I <laughs> or, stole it out of Better Homes and Gardens. Magnolia. 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 Yeah. Jojo. Hey, that, hey, that Joe knows what she's talking about. She does, yeah. I yeah. made her chilly. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, well, the Sultan of Advent. What do I say? Well, first off, I think the answer is to go Catholic because they're really the only ones that celebrate Advent. No, I'm just joking. Um, so Advent, what is Advent? To give a little background to Advent when, and what that is, um, Advent is a Latin word, um, a la the Latin word adventos, 
and that word means arrival. Um, I once, I think I heard someone describing it also in the sense of not only does it mean arrival, but it, in, in the sense of the church, it's, it's speaking to um, the one who is on his way. It, it, it creates that, like that anticipation that you were talking about, Andrew, that's what that word kind of carries. And, uh, and I think for us today, what, why Advent is special to us is because Advent season can be um, almost painted in this picture of like the, the in-between season, the time in between, um, because really where we are today at, in 2023 at the end, coming to the end of this year, we live in between the tension of those two, of two Advents, really, between the arrival of Jesus when he first came in a manger um, 2,000 years ago to his second coming when he will come again and make all things right and all things and restore all things um, unto himself. And so we live in that in between that, the, you know, the Bible talks about that being like the, uh, the already, but not yet. And uh, this, the church, what the church has done historically has celebrated this season, has used this season of Advent as a season to anchor ourselves into uh, celebrating, remembering, honoring, um, the first coming of Christ while at the same time looking forward to the second coming of Jesus. And so Advent season is a really special season. If you don't know too much about what, what exactly it is, it's, it's, it's usually consisted of the four Sundays that fall before Christmas. And so those four Sundays are kind of celebrated in a, in a way where, um, each Sunday leading up to Christmas, there's, uh, candles that are lit. So every Sunday you light another candle until you get to Christmas Eve where you light the Christmas Eve candle and, um, and you light, ultimately you light, uh, supposed to, it's supposed to be a white candle. That's, that's to represent the Christ candle. That's what it's called. And so like, it's like every Sunday you're, you're, as you're lighting these candles, light is growing and light is growing in your house. And it's a reminder to you just as the nation of Israel, as they waited and waited and waited for the Messiah to come, um, I think, you know, it's. It, I think it was. Um, I was. I was reading on this that it was. It was seven hundred years from the prophecy of Isaiah, where he said, "A a child will be born, a son will be given." From that prophecy, there was a waiting of seven hundred years until Jesus was born, and so when in in this in celebrating Advent and in, in participating in it, it's, it's a way to kind of um, anchor your heart really in that anticipation of what it means to, uh, to remind yourself really of, of the reason why we celebrate Christmas. You know, I, I think, it, you know, to, to, to even kind of give a little um, peek into the answer or, or the response to that question is, what it does is because sometimes Christmas can just happen to you so quickly, right? Life, you're, you're going to Christmas parties, you're doing this, you're going to that, you're going to Christmas light shows, this, you're buying presents, you're, you're, you're doing all this stuff, you're working, 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 your kids finally get off, get a break from school or whatever. And then Christmas Eve happens and you're like, where did December go? I kind of just let it slip underneath me and it happened so fast. And before you know it, you're like, Christmas is already here. And I feel like I didn't have the, I really didn't have the time to to relish in it, to remind yourself in it. And that's what Advent does, the four Sundays before Christmas. That's, that's really what it does is it, it, it lays out a, um, a track. It lays out boundaries for you, a rhythm, if you want to say, to, 
um, to put yourself in the shoes of the Israelites in waiting and anticipating the coming of Jesus. And it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful season to celebrate. It's obviously, it's not dependent on your salvation or anything, you know, um, just like attending an Easter service wouldn't be. Um, but the beauty of it is, is what it does is it, it kind of teaches you to slow down and to remember these things. And um, uh, it's, it's actually really interesting how the church calendar plays it out because the four Sundays leading up to Christmas, it's a time of fasting, really. It's not a time of celebrating. It's a time of fasting, of praying, of longing, of singing, of, of hoping. And the celebration doesn't happen until um, when Advent ends, which is on Christmas tide, which is Christmas Day. And you know what's cool about the church? The church took Christmas tide and they would celebrate that for 12 days, which is where we get, you know, if you've heard the 12 days of Christmas, that's, Ooh, that's where that originates. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's <laughs> so like the church would for four weeks, the four Sundays before Christmas would long, would pray, would fast, would, would put themselves in this place of, of, of reminding ourselves of our need for a savior, a need for light to come. And then when Christmas came, Man, 12 days of partying, of celebrating, of feasting, of, of singing, of joy, of praising, of, of um, all this. And so it, it's a really um, beautiful history of the church. Uh, and um, yeah, that's, that's, it's, it's, and, and I think a, 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 I had a verse here that, that I wanted to read just to kind of cap on what Advent is. And it's, it's in 2 Peter chapter 3. And Peter here, in, in, as he's writing to the church here, and he's kind of talking about, you know, how some people might might say, well, Christ hasn't come yet. So you guys are just waiting for nothing, you know, right? He's saying, you know, uh, for those people that are doubting the second coming of Christ, well, it's taking too long. Um, here in 2 Peter 3, 12 and 13, I thought this really beautifully sums up Advent. He says, as you wait for the day of God and hasten its coming, verse 13 based on his promise, because we wait for the new heavens and the new earth where righteousness dwells. And yeah. so it's this, it's Advent is, is, is a season of waiting. It's a season of putting yourself really in those shoes, waiting for the perfect king, waiting for that mediating priest to come to make a way, waiting for that powerful prophet, right? Those three, the prophet, priest, and king. And, uh, yeah kind of putting putting your, yourself in the shoes of the Israelites. So that way when Christmas does come, it's, man, it's it's a celebration um, in it. And so. So where where do the four, those kind of those four topics come from of hope, peace, joy, and love? Where does that kind of come from in, is that modern, more modernized Advent? No, that's, that... That, that, is, that is traditional. So that, okay. that kind of finds itself, um, I know that in church history, each candle that was lit on the four Sundays that are that are leading up to Christmas tide represent one of those characteristics of mm -hmm. hope, peace, joy, and love. And um, really, what what they are is is they're kind of like guidelines. It's like that first Sunday, it's hope, and then you so you 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 remind yourself of what it means to, to hope and in Christ and what it means um, to wait with, with confident expectation for him. 
um, and how the, just as the Israelites waited. And then the next week is is joy, and you you read scriptures on on how the the coming of Christ brings joy, ultimate joy, true joy. It's not found here on this earth, and, and you know, and so on and so on. And so they're they're more like reflections throughout the week as you long. They're really meant what they're meant to do is they're meant to stir our hearts towards Christ, towards Jesus. It's meant to stir our hearts and our affection and our praise and our worship towards him. Um, you know, because we're creatures that are like, you know, um, what's the name of that dog on on Up? Doug? Is his name Doug, right? Doug. Doug. Yeah, Doug. And he's, we're, we're creatures like Doug who are just like squirrel, like the brightest, shiniest thing. <laughs> we get distracted. And we yeah. get distracted by the momentary, bright, shiny things. And we that distract us from the true light of what this season is. Um, and we, we forget that though this season is joyful, that there's true and lasting joy that's found in Jesus. And so that's, that's kind of what, where those, those things kind of come into play in the Advent season. Right on. He really is the Sultan. The Sultan. That's <laughs> what I'm saying, dude. The Sultan of Advent. That was good. All right. Well, that's it for today. My definition of Advent was little chocolates from Trader Joe's. <laughs> yeah, they're not the, it's not the Advent calendar. I studied uh, completely wrong for this. <laughs> now, when I get Reese's, I've lost hope. <laughs> uh, that was good. But you could see, you could see how the hyper reality of Christmas—that on the day when you open whatever you get, like suddenly your joy will be full and everything. Mm-hmm. But then tw- the 26th comes and there you are returning whatever you got and whatever, you know, just the idea of like on that day, everything's going to be fixed or normal or, mm-hmm. or, or better, but it's not. And, and if you are, if you're anticipating that instead of anticipating Christ mm-hmm. and again, looking towards him, you can see how the world again will let you down mm-hmm. and bring that sense of humbuggedness. That's even a word. Um, in the distraction of all this stuff, like you're saying, Christmas is happening to you and all this stuff. And you're just like, it's overwhelming. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's so overwhelming. And then, but this helps us to, um, kind of curate like, a, 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 a our hearts in, in a sense of what it's not to, not to get all tiny Tim, but like what it's really about, mm-hmm. you know, God bless us. <laughs> everyone <laughs> yeah so. I, I think and and you know what that that humbuggedness really hits when you get older right because when you're a kid i was watching this Ouch. video that emma <laughs> but it's true emma was showing me this video of this guy talking about christmas and he was explaining it this way he was like when you're a kid it's so magical right because you come to school and everything's decorated in school like christmas right. you're doing the crafts you you get in the car, your parents pick you up from school, the the station's already turned to Christmas music. And so right when you get in, you're already hearing the you know, it's like it's Christmas is just happening to you. You get home, the lights are up, the tree is up, everything's there. You know, like Christmas is is so magical as a child because you really um you're you're not doing anything. It's just happening to you. Um mm-hmm. but when you get older, you realize that you know, in order for the classroom to get decorated, a teacher was stressing out in summer about the budget and how to cut and how to make all these snowmen out of, you know, what, who knows what, this and that, that. And, and the, and the mom is stressing out about the bills and how to make all the presents work and all that and how to make, 
you know, cook the the dinner and, and the dad is, is almost ending his life trying to hang the Christmas lights, you know, he's almost <laughs> yeah. going to fall, you know? So like, and, and so like the older you get, you realize that Christmas doesn't just happen when, when I'm talking materialistically, right. um, Christmas, like the, the, the beauty of Christmas with, with all the decorations, it doesn't just happen. And so it can be like, Oh, like a shot to the gut, like of like, this is so sad because now I have to manage my own happiness and I'm not good at that. Right. Right. And so, but some of us try to manage our own happiness. Right. And we try to, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that we get the tree right after, you know, maybe like hollow out right day after Halloween, (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm putting the stuff up, you know, I'm, I'm putting all that. But even when you do it yourself, it's, it still isn't enough. It's still not enough. You ask, you know, um, and that's kind of what the beauty of Advent does is it reminds you that, that these things are a shadow of the real thing. So don't put your hope in the nostalgia of Christmas and, 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 and all of these things. They're beautiful. Enjoy them, but exalt what they really are pointing to. Remind yourself that these things are simply like a shadow. Like the book of Hebrews would say, don't worship the shadow of the substance right don't be so concerned with 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 um that which is only a reflection of what the actual thing is what actual joy where it's actually found where actual peace is found hope and love and all those things i like it hollywood you have a lot of stuff written down on that ipad oh not on that but that was that was good i just want to say i super advent because i start super early <laughs> counting down so i like you do the nine Sundays candles. before yeah we have been cheap shot i have been cheap shotting you about your christmas obsession uh, just because i'm dude here's here's the cool thing uh kind of what you were just saying like coming with that childlike um that childlike magic that comes where, where like you're saying yeah i, I think i put like 26 hours into putting lights on the house this year. Andrew would walk out. What you doing? And I have this giant, like 18 foot pole trying to light up the roof, like finally get done. He's like, anything else you need help with? I'm like, you didn't do anything. <laughs> but like, Weird help. I finished the lights and my, my kids come out and I'm like, do you want to turn on the lights? And you know, I have it all like home kit out. And so my daughter's like, Hey Siri, turn on the lights. And like all the lights light up and it's super magical. Um, but I think it's kind of, it's kind of funny as, you know, I set the lights between 62%. Oh, so you just, <laughs> she just tried to turn on Never the mind. lights. Siri Always listening. Never mind, Siri. Stop it. <laughs> Leave us alone. Even to unplug it. Anyways, um, that like magic that happens i feel like it's it's kind of the same thing with christmas in, in the true meaning of it is we could be religious in the sense of doing all these things to get to that point like i did this and that and and here's what i have to show for it but with christmas we really haven't done anything jesus has just done it all for us mm-hmm. and we could come with that childlike faith i'm just kind yeah. of mirroring that story to what Christmas is about and what Jesus has done for us is he's done it all. And we just get to partake in it without having to do any of the work. Mm -hmm. Um, I just thought that was kind of cool. Keeping that childlike faith, not just with the lights and everything, but with our faith. Um, Yeah. I was just a little Charlie Brown side note. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, Zach, you want to start us off on hope? Yeah. Yeah, hope to me, I mean, it's it it it's such a defining characteristic of this season. Because if you rewind and put yourself, you know, into the children of Israel who are hearing the last prophet give his last prophecy before the 400 years of silence, they're hoping and they're waiting and they're longing for redemption. They're longing for justice. They're longing for deliverance. Um, I mean, you could trace it all the way back to Adam and Eve. You know, when 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 God gave the prophecy to Eve and said that a, a seed is going to come from from you, and and His heel is going to strike the serpent's head, but the the serpent is going to strike His heel, and and Eve even felt that with her sons. She said, "Is this is this the one, Cain and Abel?" Right. But then but then Cain failed and killed Abel, and then that, that she even said, "Well, God restored it through Seth," and then um, so. Mankind has been hoping for this for a long time. And, you know, the beauty of what hope means in this, in this season to me, it's just, man, if there's one thing that we don't do well, it's wait. We, none of us right. wait well, because wait often leads us. I think the reason why we don't wait well is because we're scared of disappointment right? We like to manage our, our hopes. Um, and disappointment really is the enemy, the great enemy of hope. Yeah. <laughs> it really is, you know? And, and so what the beauty, and I'll just, I'll finish it off with this for hope. The beauty of what hope is in this season is we don't have to hope with a broken heart or hope with a a sick heart, just like the book of Proverbs says, hope that is deferred makes the heart sick. But rather in the New Testament, when it speaks of hope, it doesn't speak of it in the sense of like this willy nilly, man, I, I hope that, you know, I get a a bonus, a Christmas bonus this year. I hope that, you know, I can, you know, whatever. I hope I get that gift. Hope I get this. Um, put in a pool. Yeah. Put in a pool. <laughs> that Christmas bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it, it, the Bible instead speaks of hope as a confident expectation, an assurance yeah. of things that aren't seen. And so it's like, it's not like a man, I hope. It's like, no, I am waiting confidently for my king to return. And I know he is. And there's this, there's this, there's this bolstering of faith that the longer you wait, the anticipation and the hope it builds and it rises within you. And so it's it to me hope is is a beautiful um it's a beautiful uh point of of what advent is because Jesus did come he he came as a baby you know those 300 those 400 years that moment of silence was you know it was broken with the cries of a baby in a manger mm -hmm. you know and you, you think man what would that have been like that night? You know, that's why there's so many beautiful Christmas hymns and carols that are sung about it. Oh, holy night. You know, that, that focus on that moment, that light broke through. And like the gospel of John says it, it, it shone into darkness and darkness could not overcome it, mm. you know? And it's just, and so because Jesus fulfilled his promises then, and he came and he was born and fulfilled all those prophecies and he died on the cross and rose again, we can trust that he's going to be a person of his word 
to come again, just like he said he will one day and restore all things unto himself. And so we look back and that gives us confidence and it gives us hope for, for his second coming. Second, the second part is or the second um, subject of Advent is peace. So, hollow, what peace does Christmas bring? Dictionary.com defines peace as subacid, juicy, drapacious fruit of a tree. <laughs> well, that's peach. <laughs> oh, sorry, I had a Michael moment. Um, no, but <laughs> peace, not peach, would be, and literally the, the dictionary defines it as freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions. Um, yet I don't think that's the same peace. Because um, as believers in a fallen world, there's a lot of unrest. There's a lot of um, unpeace. <laughs> unpeace. <laughs> unpeace. Yeah. Um, you know, and... I think a lot of times people are like, man, what? I thought Jesus was going to fix this. Where's the peace? But I think the peace that we get from his coming um, is it's not so much exterior, but it's a matter of the heart and it's a matter of our relationship with God. It's that peace that we didn't have. Um, John 14, 27, we all know it. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives, which would be that peace uh, circumstantially. Just do not let your hearts be troubles and do not be afraid. You know, Jesus's peace is different. Again, like I said, it's not circumstantial. Like, oh man, you have Jesus. Everything's going to be okay. Um, in fact, it's the opposite. You know, we're, we're, pro- we're promised to be hated as Christians. And it's kind of like, wait a minute. I thought we get peace. How are we also promised to be hated? Um, but it's the fact that one, we have peace with God. Um, we have peace with the creator, which without Jesus, without the advent, couldn't have happened. Um, We would have had to do all these things. We would have had to live a perfect life, yet Jesus did it to create that peace for us. Um, Philippians 4, 4 through 7, rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again. That's another podcast. Um, But let your gentleness (laughs) be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer, petition, thanksgiving, present your request to God. And verse 7, here it is, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I think, again, it's a peace we can't explain. Um, And, you know, we've all seen those cheesy stickers like, no God, no peace, but no God, (laughs) K-N-O-W, no peace. And it's a cheesy sticker, but I think the only way you can know the peace of God is to know who God is as a person and in the person of Jesus. Um, Isaiah 54, 13, I'm just spitting verses. All your children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. And I think there's just this promised peace that can, again, can only be experienced by knowing who Jesus is. You know, when you, when you think of knowing someone who is generous and, and you get to partake in their generosity, you can know them from a distance, but until you're in that relationship and you get to partake in what's being given out, it's kind of the same thing with Jesus. You can't know that piece until you know the person uh, personally. And yeah, that's, that's what I would say mm. about that's cool. peace. Shalom. Shalom. Yeah. And Shalom. it's a different, you know, that's the greeting. 
shalom, peace. And it's almost like in, in passing, you would say that, um, but Jesus brings a different peace than just this, hey, hope everything's going to be okay. Um, it's a different kind of peace, just like Zach talked about a different hope. It's not this like, I hope, um, but it is it is a sure thing. Mm-hmm. I once what would you peace, have to add to that? I once heard peace described like shalom in in the Hebrew language defined as not as nothing missing and nothing broken that's what shalom mm. is wow there's nothing that's broken and there's nothing that's missing like if you've ever lost the tv remote man that's a horrible feeling you ever lost your phone <laughs> you ever lost your kids at target <laughs> hiding in the clothes rack section oh gosh i hate You're that. like it's a it's a horrible feeling to, ha- to have something missing it's a horrible feeling to have something broken in your life, something not yeah. right, not whole. And peace is, is the absence of both those things. There's nothing that is missing. You're complete and there's nothing that's uh, broken. You're restored. You're whole. That's cool. Wow. That's good. That's good. Holland. Um, the third, third uh, subject of Advent is joy. Joy, Zach, could you uh, fill us in on joy here? <laughs> I just Explain love to you shelving all these answers to us. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> you know Andrew's what? She's like, hey, I want to record a podcast, guys, where I don't do anything. I just, <laughs> this, is, this is just dream. You guys do all the studying. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm just messing. Yeah, man. Yeah, joy. It's, is I mean, there's nothing like joy. We we go um, to great lengths to experience joy in life. We could all say that we're on a joy journey, right? We're all, we're on Ooh. a journey towards towards a deeper joy, and we go from well to well to well, drinking, hoping that this is finally going to bring us lasting joy, lasting happiness. Um, and, and and man, there's nothing like the joy of of finding something out, right? Like whether it's like you know, Hey, you know, this is a new band that I discovered, or, or you got to go to this new sushi spot that I've been to or, 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 um, something like that, right. A new TV show. You got to check this TV show out. There's nothing like that joy of discovery. And we find that same joy of discovery. I think really beautifully in Luke chapter two, where, uh, the angels appear to the shepherds and the angel tells them, don't be afraid. For look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people. And I think that's a great verse for it. You know, you might have been um, like expecting that verse to be read there. And you're like, okay, Zach, we knew you were going there. Come on. Good news of great joy. Um, but hey, Linus. I like I, I like that verse because it contrasts fear and joy. And I do think that those two kind of play in a tug of war battle in our life constantly, because wherever there is fear, there's a lack of joy. And wherever there's joy, usually there's a lack of fear. And um, if there's one thing that dispels all fear and fills up your cup with joy, it's the good news that Jesus is here, that the Messiah has come, and that it's not just for the Jews, right? Because the, the, the angels tell the shepherds, who no doubt some of them may have been Gentiles, but he tells them this is good news that will bring great joy for all people. This is the gospel, that the gospel is is unconditional for all who would believe, for any who would come um, and receive. And 
And um, these shepherds go on a journey of discovery, right? After they hear that, they're like, what? This is, this is crazy. We got to go see if these things are for real. They go to the manger. They see Mary there and they tell every, every Mary there all the things that they experience. And, and the point that I wanted to get to is that it says when the, when the shepherds returned um, after seeing Jesus and, and as a baby in the manger, it says the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they have seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. Mm-hmm. And so joy is, is, is this, when, when it's truly found, when you, when you look in the gospel, and it's why I say this so many times, we need to preach the gospel to ourselves before we preach it to anybody else. If you're lacking joy in your life, it's probably because you're neglecting the preaching of the, of the gospel in your life. You're, you're, you're neglecting the fact of, of what great need you have for a savior and how God has met that need without any action on your part. He just stepped in, right? And just fixed it for, for all of us. And so these shepherds, after being joyfully, you know, going on this journey of joy to discover Christ, their response to joy, joy leads to praise. It leads to glorifying God. You know, it leads to you saying, you know, like, right, when you go on a, uh, when you experience something that is truly joyful in your life, the first thing you do is you want to share it, right? You want to tell somebody about it. You want to be like, man, you got to try out this spot. Like, that was so good. This, this food spot, man, Zach, you know, you are great at doing a podcast. You got to check this podcast out because it's awesome or whatever, you know, like it's, it, it leads to praise. And, and so that's, that's what I see in Christmas, the beauty of joy. All our joys are found in Christ, in Jesus. He dispels our fears, and it leads us to worship Him. Um, that's wonderful. It's true. I think it is a good. It's a good uh, anecdote for the humbugs for sure. The gospel, um, no matter what time of year it is. What's up, guys? Hollow here. Just dropping in to say how much we appreciate you supporting us, listening to our podcast. If you want to give back, then buymeacoffee.com forward slash lightning rounds. So let's get back to the episode. All right, Hollow. Last one. You're at live. And Hollow loves to talk about love. L is for the way you look <laughs> at me. Anyways. What love does Christmas bring? What's love got, got to do, do with got it? Got to do with it. <laughs> um, I think the the root verse for this would be John fifteen thirteen. Greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. Um, and I think with Advent, the coming of Jesus, um, we finally saw love demonstrated in a real way um, that, that puts itself aside for others. Uh, and it's funny, I no matter how commercial Christmas gets, and you could say, oh, the roots are pagan or this, I, <laughs> you could find the roots of Jesus in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think right away, just uh, the fact of putting others first. Uh, Christmas is a season of giving. You know, we're going to see that everywhere. A season of giving, a season of hope, a season of joy. And it's like, why is that? Oh, because there's pine trees everywhere. It's like, no, <laughs> the root goes back to the love that Jesus gave for us, that, that he has for us. Um, you know, the whole reason he came was to, to lay his life down. There's absolutely no other way. And I was, I was thinking about this this week and, 
you know, when Jesus goes back to the garden or when he's in the garden, he says, if there's any other way, you know, let this cup pass from me. Um, but love drove him to do it. Jesus could have just said, like, you know, what? it's not worth it. Yeah, we're Look at them. They're a bunch of idiots. Keep sacrificing sheep. Yeah, like sheep's good. I like that. I'm okay with that. You guys do the work. I'm done. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, the, Christmas brings out this love. Um, and, and I think it just goes back to the root of putting others first. And it's exactly what Jesus did. We just watched the Christmas Carol play the other night. It was like a very cheesy live action version. And, you know, Scrooge goes through all these things and his whole life, he was putting himself first. Um, he was after money. He was after power. He was after all these things that the world gives. And in the end, he realized, you know, it's better to give than to receive. And, and no one set a better example of that love than Jesus because he freely gave his life. No one took it. No one said, this is what it is. This is love. No, he freely gave it. And during the Christmas season, I think it's just, you know, in the gift giving, in the celebrations with family and all this thing, it's all, it's all encompassed in this love. But I, you know, the whole point of Advent, like Zach said, is to remember what it really is about. And we could get so sidelined by the Christmas lights on my front lawn. You know, I could get sidelined by the events we go to, the lights we look at, the the Chris, the who has the biggest Christmas tree at the San Clemente outlets, the songs, the shows, all these different things. But really, it, it's a very solemn time of of what Jesus did for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. I'm gonna go cheesy with that Reliant K song, but shout out to Jonah. Um, <laughs> let's go. But you know, the king that came to die, like he was born for the purpose of dying. Mm. And it really puts in perspective, like that's the love he had for us, that he free willingly came for the purpose of giving himself for us so that we can have mm. eternal life. And so we can no longer be at enmity with God. Mm. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's What's love got to do with it? Jesus. Jesus, that's heavy. Yeah, that's that's why Simeon right would tell Mary that when he when he when Mary brings Jesus to the temple, and he prophesies over her, and he says, "A sword will will pierce your own soul, too, mm-hmm. through him," as she would be there at the foot of the cross, seeing her child, her son, whom she gave birth to, dying and and eventually giving his life freely giving his life willingly giving his life speaking forgiveness over his his enemies yeah it's 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 uh, that is beautiful it's a reflect it's a reflection too hall i think of the love within um within the the trinity the relational love that the that the father has for the son right i did a while you were were, were explaining that i I pulled an Andrew Newman and I, I looked up the the first mention of love in the Bible, the law of first mention, right? Andrew, <laughs> we can go that route. And I thought it was interesting because the, the first time love is mentioned in the Bible, it's in Genesis 22 verses one and two. Mm. And it's where the angel of the Lord says to Abraham, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love yeah. and go and lay him there as a burnt offering on the mountain i will show you no doubt as a reflection of the father who would take his only son whom he loved 
right? Jesus would say in John 5 that the Father loves the Son and reveals to him all things, that the Father would lay his Son's life down for the sake of others. Um, like the hymn says, how deep the Father's love for us. Um, it's, it's, man, it'll make you weep. It'll make you cry like a little baby just thinking about that, man. Yeah, it's interesting how the Bible always displays like the example of love is always seen best in sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. since that's the law of first mention, from then on, every other kind of vignette of love seen in the Bible is someone is sacrificing for another. Um, you know, whether it's Ruth and Boaz, whether it's um, Mary and Joseph, whether it's um, every other, you know, every other vignette is is this self-sacrificing for the, for another. Um, and when we see the opposite of that, it's always for self-gratification, um, you know, where there's where the opposite of love is always that way. So mm. it's fascinating. Yeah. God, God loves us. It's crazy. And that's a good, I think it's a good way to like keep from getting sucked into like some of that crazy, crazy kind of, um, humbuggedness. Mm-hmm. Of just like where there's so many people around and you're just like one of the one of the ways to fend it off is like, man, look at look at how many people God loves. Like his omnibenevolence um is shown in his immense love for all of these people. How can a God do that? You know, how can God love all of these people um so much and, and care for them so much? Only only God can do that. Um so just a good, good reminder of those four things: hope, peace, joy, and love. Um, is uh, is the anchor to to uh, the the joy of the season and why we celebrate. So, I'll say this, Andrew: okay. Is it too late to jump into Advent and to well, fully be there, resting no. in hope, joy, love, peace? Yeah. Light a candle every day for the next four days. I actually am. I have candles, and I got some candle holders because my neighbor didn't have any candles. Oh, that's what you were asking for. So I'm for. like, I'm going to do it with my kids, um, and they're all going to take the Eucharist. No, I'm just kidding. Gonna, um, just to kind of like narrow it in for them and for my wife and I. Yeah. Just because it is a crazy season, yeah. and it seems like there's stuff every night of the week. And, um, and so I want to cool. try and do that with them. So yeah, just to kind of, again, redirect us back to what it's about and not in a religious way, not in a, we do this for salvation way, but just a good like exercise for our minds and our hearts. So, uh, I think it's all a, that it's leads a recentering. To, yeah. It leads if to you, if, yeah. If you don't, if you don't schedule it, it's not going to happen. Like I think who, right. I forgot what pastor it was I was listening to that said this, but he said, you don't drift Peterson. towards. Yeah, what was it? John Mark Jordan Comer? Peterson. Oh. <laughs> or Jordan Peterson. <laughs> Just kidding. He says you, you don't uh you don't naturally drift towards righteousness. Like right. uh, that it doesn't just happen to you. You mm-hmm. um there needs to be uh guidelines, guideposts that are set on yeah. your throughout your day, anchors that you can return to that kind of steady your heart again. Because your heart, like the hymn says, is prone to wander. Um, that's why that hymn goes on and it says, you know, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, bind my wandering heart 
to thee. And I think one of the ways that we bind our wandering hearts is by setting these rhythms of uh, reflection on Christ. Like for us or our family, when we do those, those candles on the Sundays leading up, I'll have the boys um, tell the, the story of, of Jesus's birth. You know, usually Judd, he's the only one that can do it right now. He'll say it. And then I'll talk about hope with them and I'll read a scripture and then we'll light it. And then, uh, and then we'll sing a Christmas carol together just as a family, you know, not like a whole one. We'll just sing a chorus of one or something like that as a fam. And, um, and then the kids blow it out. They, they, they get so stoked. They love, they love it. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, it's a it's yeah. really sweet recentering. I'm also Catholic mm. now. I don't know if you realize that. But. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say so is Scrooge converted? Did we convert did we get a chance? Is this was this re- good I mean, for you, Andrew? Can we just say can we just call you out right now? <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> I'm doing help. better. Do you need to do I'm trying to make <laughs> I'm making a more conscious effort towards uh towards the joy. One out of three people feel the Christmas humbugs. <laughs> One out of three people also don't believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> no, aliens is aliens. Or aliens. Aliens. I don't know about this. Is there a correlation? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for hanging with us today on Lightning Rounds. Uh if you enjoyed this episode or you think your neighbor will uh share with a friend. Feel free to give our podcast a rate or review, not an irate review um, where you're angry about something. But if you are, that also, there's no such thing as bad publicity. So come on. Feel free to yell and scream at us. <laughs> um, you can check out and send us any questions that you have at our Instagram at lightning.rounds.podcast is our handle. And it's also where you can send us those questions. So make sure you. Um, tag us or whatever i don't know how social media works but just do that thing or you can email myself personally at asklightningrounds at gmail.com and when i say me i mean zach and that's us signing off for today we'll see you on the next episode of lightning rounds merry christmas you filthy animals (laughs) and happy new year keep the change you filthy animals That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown.